Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. This is Living Without Lies with your host, Donna Warren. You're not alone if you've been the victim of abuse, drug usage, or rape. Living Without Lies is here to help. Listen as Donna Warren assists women across the country break the cycle and help create a new life. So now, please welcome the host of Living Without Lies, Donna Warren. Hi, folks. This is Donna Warren, your host for the Living Without Lies program, being brought to you by BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. How are you all tonight? Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about, I know, I know I mentioned that we might start doing the talking about the program that I have to help you fix your life, but we realized when we looked at and listened to the past few shows that we never really went into domestic violence and that's something that I really want to talk about because it's a serious problem in this country and uh, quite honestly with all the influx of uh, Muslims from the Middle East it's becoming a bigger problem because their religion says it's perfectly all right for a man to beat his wife and children and you know we spent years trying to get rid of that problem now when I was a young woman 30 years ago and my husband beat me up. The police used to arrest me because our neighbors would complain. We didn't have a, we weren't, didn't have money. We lived in a poor neighborhood, you know, so the neighbors heard what was going on and they'd call the police and the police would come and arrest me for him beating me up. You know, it was, it took me a few years to realize what was really going on because back then it was only somewhat considered a crime for a man to beat his wife. But what they did know was that if, they arrested him and took him to jail he would bail himself out or get a friend to bail him out and then he'd come home and he'd beat me that much worse for having him arrested so by the police arresting me they took me to jail he when he got over being angry he would come and bail me out take me out to dinner be nice buy me presents in other words i didn't get beat up worse the police were actually arresting me to protect me from him because there wasn't much the courts did with wife beaters in those days if they didn't do serious injury. So, tonight I also have a guest. Uh, she was on once before with us. Her name is Dee. 
and uh, she's has a similar background and she's becoming one of the members of our, our foundation, although she doesn't live locally, but at some of the services we're planning to render once we get our our shelter open uh, will be available to the public and they will be available through the internet. So I'd like to welcome her on tonight. Dee, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. How are you how this are evening? You? I'm, I'm fighting pa- back and winning. Okay. Uh, do I even know what that's about? Well, I got tired of hanging in and hanging on, so I decided I'm going to overcome all my challenges and win. And so that's what I'm doing. All right. We need to, I think, educate. If we have listeners here under the age of 40, I think we need to educate them a little bit on the differences in the laws concerning domestic violence over the past 30 or 40 years. Like I said, 40 years ago, it wasn't necessarily considered illegal to beat your wife, nor your children. I can remember one of my neighbors when I was growing up as a child used to beat his teenage son in the front yard with his fist. And when the police did come, if they bothered to come at all, they usually looked at the boy and said, what'd you do to piss your dad off that bad kid? You shouldn't do that anymore. Now you go inside. Dad, you don't need to beat him out here. Now stop it. And they went away. That was all that was done. How about you, Dee? Did you have experience like that as a youngster? I'm, you know, I'm glad you really brought that up because I often wondered, you know, why nothing was done. And that would really explain a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh my goodness. Uh, that That has... Has helped me quite a bit because I didn't realize that. Which part of that? The oh. uh, the fact that police did nothing or that they arrested me to well, protect me? <laughs> well, I think that was so interesting and what a beautiful thing to do uh, to help you that way. Uh, but, I mean, when I was a, a child, I mean, I was being beaten and tortured and stuff all the time. And, you know, very seldom did anything ever happen. And, uh, you know, so when you were saying that back then, even, you know, when uh, a child was being beaten and everything, it, it really wasn't, you know, looked at like such a big thing. And, and maybe even the child was chastised. So, yeah, that's, that's really huge. Yeah, and see, that's the thing a lot of people don't realize. What happened was something I've seen happen a lot in general with people. There were so many people that were being truly abusive with their children and their spouses and whatnot. They went too far. And that's when, you know, our people in our country began demanding that they do something about it. They make it illegal that it gets stopped. And, of course, over a period of several years, they went so far in the opposite direction that uh, raise your voice to your kid could get social services called on you and or your wife. And that's scary, too. Yeah, that's, and that happens with everything. They go from one extreme to the other. I think we're probably back toward the middle nowadays, but not necessarily. Uh, I like to point out that the biggest difference between with children between abuse and discipline is why you're doing it. And the same thing is actually true. You know, adults shouldn't be hitting each other and beating each other. But the difference between fighting fair and not fighting fair is is the same way. It's a matter of whether 
if you're fighting fair and you're arguing about something, anything that pertains to the actual topic you're arguing about is fair play. You know, if you're arguing about money, then the each individual spending habits are, are fair game. But if you're arguing about money, criticizing the other one's appearance, their intelligence, you know, their other habits isn't fair game because you're not fighting fair then you're attacking them rather than discussing the problem what do you I think about that. that you agree with yeah, that I, I agree totally yeah totally yeah um that that makes perfect sense and that would really be the only only fair way to to handle that i believe all right and that's a big problem people don't know how to fight fair you know the latest thing that's going on with all these uh discord and harmony and name calling you know, nowadays, if somebody doesn't agree with you and they disagree with you, you call them names and try to make them look wrong and you attack them personally. That's no way to settle a problem. If I, I have a disagreement. Happens, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I think that happens a lot. And so then things really start escalating. And then if you've got a partner who may have, uh, you know, violence, uh, uh, violence in their past or uh, issues with anger, uh, you know, it could touch something off and then you're really got a problem that's totally out of hand. Well, I know with my first husband who was physically, mentally, emotionally, verbally, and sexually abusive. And I didn't, you know, when I met him when I was 15, we got married when I was 16. And quite honestly, when he started beating on me and making me have sex with his friends, I didn't know if that was normal. How was I supposed to know? This We're talking now over 30 years ago. How was I supposed to know? That's not something that people talked about. I had no idea. I had no one to talk to. I had, uh, even my older cousins at that point, most of them weren't married yet. So they couldn't tell me if that was normal marital behavior. Uh, but I learned fairly quickly that uh, disagreeing with him or not doing what he told me to do was painful. And I don't know about anybody else, but I don't like pain. So if the choice no, was I, do something. I don't either. Yeah. And if the choice is either do something you don't want to do or get a, you know, get punched in the face, uh, why would you do it? Okay. Um, so why would you do something like that? So you're inclined to do it to avoid the pain. And uh, we'll talk more about exactly what kind of things happen in a domestic violence. And, and generally, if you have domestic violence, it includes both spouses and children or, in many cases, other members or even elderly members of your family that are living in the same household. So, you know, this is a big problem. And I noticed from uh, my co-founder. Okay, folks, we have, I just got told we have to go to a commercial, so please, if you have any questions or would like to join the conversation, please call 866-451-1451 or text me at 732-995-3969. And we will be back in a couple of minutes after the commercial break. WikiWags brings harmony back into your home for male dogs and their owners. Inventor and entrepreneur Linda Jangula 
has created the disposable doggy diaper wraps made with the male dog in mind. The built-in wicking ability prevents rashing and other potential health issues for your dog. Each wrap comes in four sizes and has dual reattachable magic tabs for easy adjustments. And each size has a 7-inch logo strip for adjustability. So they are comfortable and easy to use. No more fuss, just leave the mess to us. Whether you're in or out, your dog will be free to run about. Stop cleaning and start enjoying your home, and you can even leave your dog alone. To order your WikiWags, visit wikiwags.com, or to find out where to buy WikiWags in your town, visit mywikiwags.com and start enjoying having man's best friend around. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis drives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Uh, We were talking about domestic violence before the break, and I want to continue in that vein and get more specific. Now, Dee, you, you had two husbands that were abusive. What kind of abuse were you dealing with? Uh, it was physical. Uh, it was and very violent. And uh, uh, I, I one one time uh, I I got a brave and I uh, put a warrant out on him. I was able to take pictures. And uh, that was the only thing that uh, had it stick. Uh, but then he he went and uh, got a warrant against me, <laughs> said that I scratched him or something. I did not scratch him. I didn't do anything. Uh, I, I have been so conditioned uh, uh, from a child that if you even tried to fight back, you know, you it just got worse and worse and worse. So you just, you know, you, you didn't really... D- try to do much of anything uh and so uh i was able to run away and uh i called the police and uh and i was able to get him arrested uh he tried to make a deal that you know he'd drop my charge if, if i drop his and i wouldn't uh the, the lawyer took it up she, you know she saw the pictures and everything and so uh he, he was put in jail for a while uh, but uh, uh yeah it was like that so it was primarily physical. There was no verbal to go with it. Oh, there, there was, emotional. There was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was. Well. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah. There was. Um, yeah. There was a lot of stuff. And, well, uh, for anybody that doesn't live in an abusive relationship, the common emotional is telling them how horrible they are, how useless they are, how they can't do anything right, how stupid they are. 
et cetera, et cetera. And in the case of women, men will tell, tell their wives that, God, you're so, no man would want you. Nobody else but me would want you. You should be glad I, I'm there. I'm sure you've heard that, Dee, haven't you? Yeah, a lot of that stuff, exactly what you're saying. It seems like the abuser is usually always trying to make, degrade you, make you feel like you're totally worthless. And lots of times they, they really try to make it look and make you feel like it's their, like it's your fault that they're having to do this because what else can, what else can they do because you're such a bad person? Well, over the years I have come to the conclusion that any abuser wants control and he'll do whatever it, it takes. He or she will do whatever it takes to maintain control. But I've come to the conclusion that the ones that are always putting you down, telling you how ugly you are, how nobody else would want you, you know, you can't. I've come to the long sense to the conclusion that they're scared to death you're going to leave them. And that's one way they're going to keep control of you so you don't. They're I going to try really to convince you. I about it like that. But that makes a lot of sense. It really does. Makes a lot of sense. Well, my third husband one time tried saying something like that to me, and I just looked at him and said, look, I don't believe you. I know it's not true. Now, are you going to stop, or do you want me to prove to you it's not true? And I never heard another thing from him about that. And he wasn't really all that. He wasn't particularly abusive. He was just mad at me at the time. (laughs) Well, that's good. I'm learning, I've learned, you know, to stand up for myself, but it's been very difficult and I think that's one of the side effects of, you know, of the abuse. Uh, most people who have gone through that actually do have a hard time standing up for themselves. And uh, uh, there's a wonderful book on boundaries. And, uh, uh, and so that's something that I think everybody should read by uh, uh, McLeod uh, and Townsend. Uh, but it's really, really good. And, okay. Uh, might help a lot of people good you know because like I say uh now some of the other things the worst time i have in my memory of my first husband and he was the abuser the my second husband was not abusive my third husband once in a while got mouthy but he generally wasn't either he'd get mad and say things that to, just to deliberately hurt but other than uh, that the with my first husband the the worst memory i have is myself, uh, we're talking now 30 years ago, so the bathtub was made out of cast iron in the apartment we lived in. And I remember lying down in the bottom of that bathtub with the door both locked and braced so he couldn't get in and him shooting through the door at me. Wow. And, you know, and I heard the bullets bouncing off of the cast iron tub and, you know, the tile above it, etc. And I was lying there absolutely terrified. You know, I was absolutely terrified in that situation. And the thing about it is, except in that case, he might have actually hit me because he was shooting blindly through a door. But he probably figured I was hiding in the bathtub. But he used to shoot at me to scare me. He, he had me absolutely terrified. I was to the point with him that if he said jump, I asked how high. And then I'd have a knot in my stomach afraid I didn't jump high enough. And it was too painful not to do what he told me to do. You know, I, I was totally. I, w- I was an absolute slave. And then now I'm gonna. I mentioned this to you when we talked the last time, that 
the question everybody asks, and I'm sure people listening to us are asking, well, why don't you just leave? That is a very, very important question, and there's really a lot of answers. Uh, some of them are psychological, and some of them are just uh, the, the physical situation you're in. Uh, and particularly uh, when we were younger, uh, it really wasn't that fashionable for a, a woman to have a job, uh, and uh, the man was the provider pretty much. Uh, it's only as time has evolved uh, that um, you know that that things have changed. Uh, but uh, uh, maybe we should go on with this after the break. Perhaps. Uh, I was just notified, or we were both just notified that we have to go to a commercial break. So if you'd like to join the conversation or ask any questions, please call 866-451-1451 or text me at 732-995-3969. And we will take up this discussion when we come back from the break. We'll start finishing it on Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomenon while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Um, this is Donna Warren at BBM Global Networks and Tune In Radio with the Living Without Lies show. Before the break, we were talking about uh, why don't women just leave when they're in this situation. Now, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories here. Now, one thing, I was 15 when I met my first husband. We got married when I was 16. And by the time I realized that most men didn't treat their wives like that, I was about at 17 or 18. The thing about it was, I was a high school dropout. 
he we were married he knew all my family he knew all my friends you know i wasn't capable of getting anything more than a minimum wage job in fact up until i was 18 in some states i wouldn't have been allowed to work and if i would have run away where was i going to go how was i going to survive and how was I going to prevent him from finding me and either killing me and bringing – he told me he'd kill me if I left. And finding me and either killing me or dragging me back. Where was I supposed to go? You know, even with that, at one point, I did run away. He'd gone hunting for the weekend with some friends, and I took off. And went to a friend of mine who had uh, – lived near us when we were living but we spent a year or so out in california and at that point uh she'd moved to mississippi so he didn't know where she was and i went down there and i was there about two weeks when he turned up he found out where i was and he and a couple of friends came and got me you know the one friend drove my car back and uh i went back with him and his other friend in a van that he had and all the way back, he was threatening to do all kinds of horrible things to me, you know, to beat me, to force me to have sex with 20 men, to sell me on the street. You name it, he was, he was threatening to do it. The thing was, he never really did anything. And the reason he didn't is he knew he had won. I was absolutely terrified of him. And I knew I had nowhere to go. There was nowhere that I could go that would be safe because he could find me any place I went. The question is, why don't we leave? From a physical point of view, in many cases, we can't. And nowadays on TV, you see this stuff. Women that have uh, a job and can support themselves leave, but the guy follows them, finds them, comes after them. That's why domestic violence shelters don't let anybody know where they are, hoping that they can keep the, the partner. And it was really bad. It's been bad for years, but it was really bad years ago. First of all, men get abused also. My children's godfather was a victim of his wife's domestic violence and abuse. The woman stabbed him. You know, she broke vases over his head and all kinds of other things. Now, you'd say, could he have stopped her and hurt her? He was afraid she would hurt their four children if he did anything to her other than just stop her from doing something. And, you know, back then, they didn't have shelters where a man could go. And he... You know, he wasn't rich. He was an average, ordinary worker. Uh, he couldn't afford a motel for more than a day or two. You know, it wasn't safe. And he couldn't go places with his kids, so he stayed there. If he called the police on his wife, they may or may not have arrested her. Chances are they wouldn't have. Not to mention everybody would have given him a hard time for being such a pussy that he couldn't stop a woman from beating him. So it wasn't easy for people back then. Dee, did you ever try to run away? Uh, actually, uh, when he was in jail, uh, I moved, uh, and, uh, and I took my son with me, and uh, eventually he found me. Uh, I even got a guard dog, uh, and, uh, and, and the thing was, you know, once he found me, it was the same type of situation, uh, terrified uh, and, and didn't know what to do. And, and so it was uh, a, a very, very bad situation. And, and I think there was a time before it really, you know, got bad, and really bad and continued being bad. 
was that I had stayed with some friends, and of course, then they usually call and say, you know, are sorry, just like what you were saying, and and you know, it'll never happen again. They go into rehab or whatever, and uh, and, and so you believe, you know, because you know, sometimes the, the thing is, you know, sometimes they're they're really wonderful. Uh, when when they're sober or what you know and, and and then but other times they're just you know totally different person so you hope that maybe uh, maybe this time it'll you know it'll be different and and uh, and then maybe it will be for a while until the next time and and so that's that's a real problem right there and and you know being in a helpless situation where you really can't take care of yourself or if you have kids, you know, or them too. But then also, um, you know, you keep hoping that maybe there's something that you could do that might help them to change them so that, you know, this won't continue. Yeah, um, I personally, by the time I'd given up after after he came after me down in Mississippi, and I was, you know, just waiting, you know, I, at that point in my time, my life knew this man was going to kill me eventually. It wasn't a matter of if, it was when. And uh, we went to, we went away for the weekend for a trip to uh, Love Valley in the mountains of North Carolina. And of course, he promised, as you just said, that it would be different, nothing would happen, you know, it, it would never happen again, et cetera, et cetera, you know, yap, 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 yap. And um, when we came back, two weeks after we came back from Love Mountain, he actually he pulled a gun on me. Well, we got up. We'd been out drinking, and he came home, and he was uh, urinating in the corner in the bedroom, and I asked him to stop. He pulled a gun, a pistol on me, and told me if I didn't shut up, he was going to kill me. And I picked up a shotgun that was lying beside the dresser, and I went to break the shotgun to see if it was loaded. And I hit the trigger instead of the braking lever, and I shot him. And I shot him. And uh, that was the way that ended for me. That's the way well, it I ended for me. I finally got enough nerve to divorce, but that, oh gosh, that, that had to be just awful. It was. It was awful. And uh, I've, you know, and I... Uh, I stood trial for murder, and uh, I was my case was non-suited because even the police considered it self-defense. So you know it can get that desperate. Now we need to go to commercial again. We need to go to commercial again. So um, if you want to join the conversation or have comments, please call eight six six four five one one four five one or text me at seven three two nine nine five three nine six nine and we'll continue our conversation after the break. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication free. This full service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. 
Starting with informational meetings, Wait No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Wait No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Wait No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. Certified professional coach Pamela Reeves can help you with your relationships. Motivational and image coaching are just some of the ways she can help you enhance all aspects of your life. Her book, Is It Love or Merely a Sick Attachment?, helps readers clearly distinguish healthy, loving relationships from toxic ones. Ms. Reeves has put her words into action through Ray of Hope Kenya, an international initiative that provides outreach to victims of abusive relationships there with the goal of helping them rebuild their lives and the tools to avoid abuse. Ms. Reeves operates various business interests through her umbrella network, Nella LLC, and credits her success to her diverse work experience. Whatever your goals, whether striking a balance, reinventing your image, or simply lifting your lifestyle, Pamela Reeves will help you achieve them. Your life, your call. Dial 410-902-5715 or email Pamela at pamreg01 at verizon.net. She's also on the web at pamreeves.com and on Twitter at Pamela underscore Reeves. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Uh, before the break, we were talking. I was talking about the fact that the abuse got to the point in my terror and got to the point that I ended up killing my husband and standing trial for murder. And normally, back in those days, if a woman killed her husband, she went to jail for at least twenty years. Men that killed their wives maybe got ten years, typically. And it was I was absolutely shocked when I walked out of that courtroom free. But it, we need to do something about the domestic violence situation to not allow it to get to that point, to not allow it to get to that point. I killed a man because I was absolutely terrified of him. I knew he was going to kill me, and I, had no, I didn't feel that I had any other choice, and I instinctively protected myself. But you don't want to get to that, people, because that caused me a world of problems after that and figuring out my life was a mess before that happened and afterward it was a lot worse it was a lot worse I spent a year and a half so screwed up on alcohol and drugs that I don't remember half of the, that period of time and we don't you don't need to let it get that far now Dee you said you finally got the courage to divorce did that work out for you yes it did uh, I moved um, pretty far away and um and um, he he uh, he pretty much he respected that. Uh, he did call a couple times wanting me to come back, uh, but I wouldn't. And so that was the end of it. And he and well, and then he died. Um, uh, I can't remember how long after. It wasn't really that long afterwards. Uh, it was maybe a couple months afterwards he died. So um, and I did go to the funeral. Uh, but he um, he was about 45, and um, it was um, cirrhosis of the liver. Uh, he, he, he was a lot more messed up than I had ever imagined. And like I said, he, he was, you know, when he was sober, he was really a pretty nice person. And, and uh, it was kind of a Jekyll and Hyde type thing. And, and uh, what was really interesting was that... Um, uh, 
it seemed like uh, the full moon and the new moon had uh, had some kind of an effect on him. And I did a lot of study on this uh, as time went on and, and as I was uh, working with uh, different people uh, that uh, it seems like... Um, like different that those two particular moon phases actually have uh, a negative effect on on people that uh, that have uh, uh, emotional problems, particularly. And I mean, I was really studying him quite a bit, and uh, and I really they didn't never really diagnosed him, but I mean, from all that I know now, uh, he he had to have been manic depressive. And uh, I've, I've known a number of manic depressives, and I've worked for some. And uh, so, uh, you know, I've learned a lot, and uh, there's a lot of common things in common, and uh, it's really fascinating. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I can't say that about my husband. He wasn't manic depressive. He he came from a background where he believed that I was his wife, he owned me, I was his property, and he could do any damn thing he wanted to do to me. And if I objected, then I'd be punished for objecting. And I'm, that's not it's not that common. You don't find that attitude so much today, at least not in people that grew up in the United States anyway. And of not people of, uh, of Jewish or Christian religions. But you do find it elsewhere in the world today. And, uh, you know, uh, the moon phases, yes, they can affect people. They've done enough scientific study on that to know that the gravity of the moon and the different aspects of how far away it is from the planet uh, affects the affects uh, our hydraulic systems, our, the fluids that flow through our body and through all the tubes in our body. And it does have an effect. But why it drives people crazy, nobody's really sure. But it it does definitely have an effect. But the biggest problem with most abuse. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I was oh, just saying right. that with this one girl that I took care of, um, she uh, she had seizures and uh, and she was uh, she was manic depressive. And it was interesting that that the medications. Uh, are similar, uh, and also it was like clockwork because I had to, you know, go on the calendar and and document, you know, when these these things happened. And I mean, it was just amazing. It was like clockwork. And and then, you know, as I was working with with other people, then you know, I I was, um, you know, able to see a pattern there. Yeah, uh, and anyone in law enforcement will tell you that there's more. there are more violent crimes during the full moon than at any other time. So they know it has an effect, but nobody's sure why it does. But one thing I do know about people that are abusers that I've observed over the years is that, you know, there used to be an old joke when I was uh, a kid. You know, dad gets told off at work. He comes home and yells and screams at mom. She hits the kid and the kid goes, kicks the dog. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, that was a joke back when we were children. And the thing about that is, there's a lot of truth to that. When people are striking out, they're angry about something. Not necessarily at the person they're taking it out on. They're just taking it out on them. And you're going to take it out if you really, if you can't control the urge to take it out on somebody, you're going to take it out on the people around you, the people you're closest to, and that's going to be your family. 
You know, I can remember when my children were small, I would be come in sometimes in a bad mood and they would pester me and I just tell them, look, kids, I'm upset about something. I'm not mad at you. You haven't done anything wrong. Please go play and leave me alone and let me calm down or I will be mad at you for not leaving me alone. And, you know, they used to scurry on and go do something else, go play video games or something. You know, and given left alone for 15, 20 minutes, a half an hour, I would calm down and everything would be okay. But that, the only reason I was that way and did that sort of thing is because I had a mother that used to take everything out on me. And I didn't want to treat my children that way. So that was my way of not doing that. Uh, we have to go for another commercial. Uh, we will be back in a few minutes. Uh, if you want to join the conversation or ask a question, uh, call 866-451-1451 or text me at 732-995-3969. And we'll be back in a few minutes to continue our conversation. MJ Domit is the owner of Expect to be Empowered, a company whose specialty is empowering people to live their best life by following their heart and accepting themselves unconditionally. After studying and making personal changes, MJ now focuses on giving others tools for self-empowerment. She provides individual and group workshops for people who are physically, emotionally, and spiritually blocked. Inspired by her work at Expect to be Empowered, MJ authored the book Waves of Blue Light, Heal the Heart and Free the Soul with accompanying empowerment cards. She is a Spirit Book of the Year Gold Medal Living Now Book Award winner. And her book is a number one Amazon bestseller in spirituality and was a 2012 gold medal winner recognized as the Living Now Spirit Book of the Year. An inspirational speaker, MJ will show you how you can repurpose every area of your life. Your life did not just happen to you. You chose it, which means you can change it. Visit www.expecttobeempowered.com or call 866-264-8024. Global Glory, that's the work of Dr. Marina McLean, COO of Global Glory, whose calling is to serve God. A first-generation British-born Londoner of Jamaican descent, Dr. McLean inherited the hunger for the Word from her father, who was a Bible teacher. Growing up, her home was filled with missionaries from the Caribbean islands and America, and she travels the world preaching the gospel. She has a Bachelor of Arts degree in Theology and an Honorary Doctorate of Divinity and Christian Counseling from Friends International Christian University. Dr. McLean is also a songwriter and recording artist, and her songs are written during summits and conferences in the presence of God. She's recorded three worship albums to date and is in ministry for 28 years alongside her husband, Dr. Rennie McLean, who shares her passion. Visit www.globalglory.org or on Facebook at Global Glory. Call 866-244-5679 and feel the glory. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Uh, When we were leaving, we were talking about what happens when people are abused now the important thing if you're a victim of domestic violence is to get help don't sweep it under the rug it isn't normal it isn't okay if you argue now like my third husband and I used to argue and he'd get mad at me and he would sometimes be very unkind with what he had to say but he wasn't being abusive he was just pissed and wanted to say something that hurt And that's not the same thing as somebody who's constantly taking out all their frustrations and their anger and, you know, blaming you for everything that happens to them. It's a big difference. Now, I've been married three times. 
I killed my first husband. My second husband and I, uh, he had neglected to divorce his first wife, so we ended up having our marriage annulled. And my third husband and I got a divorce after like 12, 15 years. So we were together for a long time. You don't have to get into the same kind of relationship the second time around, although unfortunately most people do. Is that what happened with you, Denise, with your second husband? Yes. Yes, and it's very common. And uh, it's kind of like a moth to the flame. Uh, it, it just seems like there's this attraction to people who are abusive. And there's a lot of, a lot of psychological reasons for that. I've been studying this for a long, long time, and, and it almost always happens. And it seems, too, that, that you know, when, uh, when a, a couple uh, that has children uh, in abusive relationship, when they, uh, when they divorce, it seems like the kids always tend to revere the parents that was the most abusive. I mean, it just seems to always... I mean, every case that I've ever, ever seen so far and, all, and read about pretty much ends up that way. There's one time when it doesn't seem to. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, and that seems to be the case where the son protects his mother and hates his father for beating his mother. Although chances are he's going to go on eventually and beat his own wife and children. And very unfortunately, yeah, very, that's true, too. That's true, too. You know, they, and because they they end up feeling bad about themselves because they couldn't protect their mother from their father in that situation. You know, uh, girls just tend to run away from the whole thing. The daughters, right. they just disappear and unfortunately frequently marry men just like the ones their mothers lived with. But um, hopefully, see, you, you got to get help. You got to get help. Now, I went, I didn't get help until with my children. I didn't want to hurt my children. That's when I went and got help uh, and joined something called, uh, uh, you know, Parents Against Child Abuse. I forget what the actual name of the, of the group was, but it was a group for parents who didn't want to abuse their children that had been abused as children. And it turned out that a good chunk of them had been in, you know, uh, their, their relationships were either abusive or their parents' relationships were abusive. And they didn't want to do the same thing to their children. And that was a, that group helped so much because we talked about the different things, explained how we felt, talked about what it is we didn't want to do. We could learn from them how to discipline without violence. We could learn and that, you know, that we talked about fighting fair and all of that type of thing. And that helped so much for me. Of course, when I quit using drugs and alcohol, that helped also. But the two together helped. And you can get help. Right. There is help out there. You need to go get well, help right. and you and need to get out of it. Yes, Gondis. I, I agree. I agree totally. And, and uh, uh, I, I had a, uh, I, I started going to Al-Anon, and, and I think that really helped me. But then also, uh, uh, you know, also really having a deep study of the Bible and then also on my own doing a lot of work, uh, you know, learning about the mind, learning about personal development, learning about why people do the things they do. I mean, all of these things, you know, have just really helped me so in so many ways. And, 
of course, I'm you know just like you. I want to be able to to you know give back and help as many people as I can. Yeah, giving back helps. <clears throat> um, part of the one of the things that we're going to be teaching at the Living Without Lies uh, Foundation's Geneva Leaks Web uh, Women's Shelter. We have a, I had developed an entire program for how to help fix some of these problems in your lives. Uh, it's, I, I can't give you a one, two, three, do this because anybody that tells you that doesn't know what they're talking about. It takes each person is an individual and each person's reasons and motivations for doing things are different. There are common threads, but they're not all the same. They're not all the same by any stretch of the imagination. And, uh, you know, uh, the program will help figure out why and how, why you're doing the things you're doing, what they're doing to you, how you can make changes, how you can end up liking yourself. Because if you want to live a happy life, a successful life, you have to both like and respect yourself. Other things aren't important. Other people's opinions aren't important. When you look at yourself in the mirror every morning, you need to like and respect the person you see there. And that means you have to understand what part you played in this. One of the most influential books in my life was read. I, I got most of it was read to me by my lawyer when I was wait, awaiting trial for murder. And it was a book called The Prophet by Cahill Gibron. And one of the things in there that I remember the clearest was that the victim is not totally not responsible for their situation. You know, even if it's just being in the wrong place at the wrong time, that victim had to go to that place. That we're not totally non-responsible, but it also isn't the victim's fault. So, you know, we have... I, I agree with you totally. And, and, and that is so big, you know, being able to, to learn how to love yourself, to respect yourself, to honor yourself. Uh, to forgive yourself, uh, is, is, is sometimes it can be a very difficult process, and and it is very very important, and uh, and that's why it, you know why you're telling people these things because there is hope and there is a difference between uh, between being responsible and 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 being at fault there, there there's two different things and and it's important to know the difference yes it is we do need to go to commercial again <clears throat> so people please call uh 866-451-1451 or text me at uh, 732-995-3969 and we will be back in a few minutes to finish to this discussion horses mystical present past and future all in one wild free domestic and healing for everyone betty hames knows this and has put her horses to good use with nature connect equine coaching her mission is to help people affected by the loss of hope and trust in their lives and to rediscover the wonders of nature through nature-connected learning so they can rebuild their lives and live peacefully with newfound hope, trust, and joy. Betty Hames is also a certified elite life coach, a Washington State certified counselor, and chemical dependency professional. 
She is passionate about partnering nature with healing. And through horses, she sees amazing results and transformation in lives that might have otherwise been lost. Call 509-830-9225 and visit her at HamesLifeCoaching.com. Hold your horses. You're in for the ride of your life. Abuse happens every moment of every day. According to national statistics in the United States, every two minutes, someone is sexually assaulted. And every 10 minutes, a report of child abuse is made. Those currently struggling with abuse, or if you know someone who has been the victim of abuse, you are not alone. Whether physical, mental, emotional, or sexual, know there is hope, there is help, there is healing. Author Tammy Hall has written a book from her own account of abuse called Journey of Courage that can guide you through your own personal journey of healing. Stop struggling through life. It's your story. It's your healing. And it can begin with the first turn of the page. Visit www.journeyofcourage.com to begin your path to becoming the person you were ultimately created to be. Healed. Hopeful. Happy. Hi, folks. Welcome back. Uh, We're toward the end of our show here, but I want to make one point from our last conversation that we were talking about before the break. Dee mentioned that you got to forgive yourself. Well, folks, there's no such thing as forgiveness. Forgiveness is nothing but accepting the fact that you or the person you're trying to forgive is capable of doing whatever it is they did to you to hurt you so bad. It's just accepting that they could do that. And if you can accept that about, if you can accept about yourself the bad things, you've forgiven yourself. When you own up to and accept the responsibility for what you've done. So we've been talking about domestic violence tonight. I wanted to go into more detail because although we've mentioned it on many of the shows, we never really went into it. And people, you don't have to put up with this. It is possible to get out. There is help out there. And uh, like I said, uh, at our shoulder, we're going to have a program that will help you fix that. And I'm going to do something in the near future to make that available to the public as well. But not right this minute. We've got to get our shoulder open. So, Dee, thank you for coming on tonight. I appreciate uh, you coming on and, and sharing your experience with us. Because your experience was very different than mine, which is what I try to bring when I bring a guest on. And uh, we're, you know... People, our foundation's name is the Living Without Lies Foundation. Our current project is the Geneva Leaks Women's Shelter in North Philadelphia. We're still trying to get a building, which we, I talked, I've talked about several weeks now. You can go to our website, which is Living Without Lies, and that's lies, L-I-E-S, untruths.com. And uh, if you'd like to donate, you can donate there. I'm going to have a GoFundMe page up pretty soon, hopefully within the next week. And we need your help. We need a building. It's starting to get cold. You know, there's waiting lists in Philadelphia for, uh, you know, beds for women who are out on the street. And we, we really need to do this. And I hope that, you know, we've helped you understand why people stay in, in violent relationships you know, most time it's simply because they have nowhere to go or they feel like they're so useless, wealth, or worthless that even if they had a place to go, people wouldn't want them there. And it's, it compounds a problem if you have children 
And most importantly, remember, men, men get abused too. And actually, if you get into gay and lesbian relationships, abuse is not that uncommon there either for one partner to be abusing the other. The one thing I've seen about those relationships that is that in all cases, in relationships, the problems are the same. You have the same kind of problems no matter who the relationships are. And so, you know, we need your help. Please help us. You know, if you're wanting to contribute, please do. And I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. And next week we are going to start talking about what you need to do to start fixing your life. And, uh, you know, we're coming to you from BBM Global Network Radio and uh, TuneIn Radio. And we appreciate you coming and listening to us. Please make comments on our website, on the blog, or, like I said, you can text me at 732-995-3969. You can call, but I would prefer text, simply because if I'm busy, I'm, I'm not gonna, I might not be able to actually answer a call, but I can always respond to a text, even if it's, I'll get back to you. So, please think about what we've talked about, and, you know, I wish you uh, a, a good weekend. I hope all of you have a nice weekend that you take time to think about some of the things we talked tonight and in, in past weeks. And I'm hoping you'll come back and talk to us when we start talking about how you can start fixing things, what, what's involved in it. And one of the things that is involved is being brutally honest with yourself. And that's going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. Take it from me. It's difficult. And folks, have a nice week. You've been listening to Living Without Lies with your host, Donna Warren. Contact Donna at D-L-U-H-R-S at Comcast.net or call 732-995-3969 for information about the Living Without Lies Foundation. You are not alone on the path to building a new life. been listening to the bbm global network the ideas views and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas views and opinions of the bbm global network company Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.